He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you on a Monday. It is a Sam Burns Monday. The gentleman who was likely the first man out whenever it came to Ryder Cup captain's picks goes out the very next week and gets his second win uh, since the start of the summer. Sam Burns took him a little while to get in the winner's circle, but he definitely seems like he's going to be finding his way there more and more often. Uh, great closing round and a great weekend for Sam Burns. He, of the guys at the top of the leaderboard, was definitely the one with the most pedigree, and he proved it on Sunday and he got it done got a one-shot win over Nick Watney yeah it was super interesting to see some of the names at the top of the leaderboard obviously Cameron Young is a rising star kind of bombs the ball uh Norlander we've seen a bunch of Hayden Buckley is a guy uh that won a bunch when I was in college he went to Missouri and I went to obviously the University of Missouri Kansas City so we played against each other quite a bit great player I remember he blew away the field in Hawaii one year obviously Andrew Landry a guy uh from Arkansas Trey Mullinax Alabama, and then you had Sahith Thigala, TJ Singh, as I like to call him. He, you know, <laughs> he's like a mini VJ. Uh, you know, he he was a great player at Pepperdine. So there were a bunch of guys that we saw in the college ranks probably four or five years ago playing really good golf uh, in this tournament, and it was T Dub. I mean. Have you seen uh, a tournament where a guy wins and actually lost strokes on the field putting? He, I mean, he lost a half-stroke putting on the field for the whole event. Well, I mean, I, I think that's the point right there. It's like sometimes you'll see it to where they'll be floating around, you know, point oh whatever, maybe loss, gain. But that's also because they just struck the ball immaculately. I mean, he absolutely striped it, especially in that final round. And the putter got a little hot there at the end. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at it. And so, for example, in the third round, he gained point four four. His really worst round was the second round. He lost uh, 2.1. That's going to set you back. But mm-hmm. also, in the second round, he gained .58 uh, T to green, which is very impressive as well. And you scroll down. I'll just, I won't go by the names, but I'll just go go off of the strokes gained putting of the guys that finished below Sam Burns and just, just kind of see the difference here. Uh, 2.91, 1. 1.34, 0.52, 2, or I'm sorry, 1.27, 1.43, 1.38, 0.78, 1.14. Just goes to show everyone else out, out there was making putts except for Sam Burns and he still wins so I mean I mean I thought there for a second Nick Watney was just going to post the number at 21 under and then just wait and see what everybody else did and hold the trophy at the end of the day so trivia trivia how many consecutive cuts did Nick Watney miss during last PGA Tour season how many consecutive cuts take a guess 18 17. I don't know. It's actually probably 20 something. 18 consecutive missed cuts. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Had you, nice. had you seen does. that? Stat? No, I had not okay. seen that. No. That's awesome. How high? Nick what Watney. What a great guess. How high, Nick Watney? Uh. God, here, here, this is a loaded here, question. Here, I have add, no let's idea. Let's add another layer to it. Say the year. Usually, I'm at least. I mean, we can kind of get close. I think he could be like 8 or like 27. I'm going to say 14. No, I'm going to say 13, and it was in 2011. I'm going to go... 2010. Gosh, that was so long ago. I'm going to go... I'm going to say that maybe he accidentally cracked the top 10. I'm going to say he got up to ninth, uh, And I'll say around the same time. I'll say maybe like 2012. You got... 
ninth, but 2011. Okay. Okay. Close. So he did yep. crack the top 10 just barely. Yep. I mean, people forget. There's you lots the- of guys get into the top 10 just for, they just have a cup of coffee in the top 10 and then they leave. We might need to find this video, but there was a hilarious video back in the day uh, of Nick Watney, and apparently he's a huge Jay-Z fan. Oh, and, and nice. <laughs> they like followed him around and all he was listening to was Jay-Z. Very back nice. In, like, 2011. Shout out Nick Watney. I don't know about y'all. I was, as it came down the stretch, I don't, look, I wasn't rooting against guys but I kind of wanted to see Sam Burns win. I, I just, I like when that consistent excellence is rewarded. You know, Sam Burns, I feel like, needs, need, needed to have already been in the winner's circle more in his young career than he has been because he's been so good. And look, it's not that Nick Watney's not a great player, but you miss eight straight, 18 straight cuts. You come out, you have one great week. I don't know. I just, I tend to root for the Sam Burns guy. But I think another really cool story, Cameron Young, who finished T2 with Nick Watney, coming into the week, his career earnings, career earnings, $430,000. His check that he made this week at the uh, Sanderson Farms, $620,000. Wow. So he made two hundred k more this week than he made in his entire career. And that, I mean, you talk about prolonging your career and giving yourself a chance to, to be a guy and stick. I mean, one good week like that for Cameron Young could do it. That's absolutely awesome. And, it's, and another great story from this tournament is Grant Hirschman. I mean, he Monday qualified in and finishes T-17 with... Matthew Wolf and uh, Taylor Moore. So, I mean, those guys at 16 under for the tournament at T17, uh, great, great tournament for them. I mean, Monday QN, T17, that's great for Grant Hirschman, former OU player. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think we've been kind of waiting on, on – he's one of those other OU guys that were just waiting to see come along. Charlie Saxon, I think, fits that mode as well. And you even look at it because we talked about last week. And and I thought about going in this week, and I'm kind of like, you know, the, the golf is – you know, I, want, I watched a little bit of it, but at the same time, it's like I just felt the Ryder Cup hangover. I just I, I just knew it's it's sort of like it the didn't ma- help that there was good football on too. Uh, the good foot the good football does help with the distractions. But I will say, I mean, we always talk about every single year with the Masters and how the week after isn't. But it's still, the week after is at least Harbor Town and something good. It's just with the Ryder Cup hadn't had it in three years. The USA finally wins. It's almost yep. like I just partied for a week and then like, um, oh, hey, we just came back. It felt like our recap well, show was two months ago. You know what's funny is this is the first like season that I've you know finished a season covering golf like we did all year. And then I'm like, where's the off season? You know what I mean? I Imagine playing on the PGA Tour, not the, just covering the, the it. The off season was, I think there was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Where <laughs> there wasn't any tournament yeah. golf. I know it's nuts, right? It's I mean, crazy. It, it doesn't stop. It doesn't feel like real PGA Tour tournaments, but you have Sam Burns and Max Homa, two PGA Tour winners already for 2022. And, and, and by the way, I mean a lot of times we start the season off and we'll get somebody like few few years ago where uh, you know he's a he's a semi decent name to golf fans, but like Alanto Griffin or something wins. I mean we've had two pretty good names win to start the season and with really Homa good. and Burns. And, and yeah. that was my point about the Ryder Cup too. Good playing Americans who were not on the Ryder Cup team. Right. Yeah, just absolutely. That just as there's more depth. And you look at it, someone like we mentioned, Will Zalatoris, he finished 14th this week. Cameron Tringali, who was kind of a – he would have actually had a shot. He probably would have made the European Cup team he, if he was, on, if he he was should, European. I, I totally agree. I can't remember which announcer was saying it, but uh, what hole was it that Tringali just hit it right in the middle of the lake? He was buried in the right rough. Don't and you hate it, that when you just it, hit it right in the middle of a lake? Hit a long, mid to long iron into the into the you know middle of the lake, and they were saying I think this lie is so, yeah twelve. That's right. Uh, hit it so bad. Uh, I mean, the lie was so bad that he should have hit like a nine iron, maybe up eleven. And I think he did it two holes in a row. It, 
one hole he hit it right into the middle of the lake, but I can't remember exactly which one. I wasn't watching it live. Uh, but, you know, he should have laid this nine iron up like front left of the green and kind of took himself out of the tournament with that shot. Yeah, I mean, you look at it here. I mean, I was trying to figure out exactly which one because I remember on 11 to par 5, he hit it, I mean, literally, like you said, right in the middle of the pond. And then I think, okay, well, that's the hole. Then I go on 12, he does the exact same thing. No, it was definitely 11. 11. It was on the right side. He pushed it right. Okay, all right. So, yeah, nevertheless. <laughs> Me and T-Dub okay, are sitting so, here looking at shot links. Well, we're trying to figure out. I mean, <laughs> whenever you hit two balls in the water, I mean, one was from 185 and the other one was from, what, 217. I mean, both of them. I mean, they're essentially almost the same shot. I mean, so it, get, it gets kind of confusing. When you start hitting multiple balls in the water on the back nine, it's hard to differentiate which one happened where. I was too busy watching my fantasy team dominate yesterday in spite of their best player, Christian McCaffrey, not being able to play. I'm just saying yesterday. I would have I smoked you. Oh, no, I, I was balling I had, yesterday. I had Dak Prescott, Cordero Patterson, Tyreek Hill, and DJ Moore. All right, I had Kyler, Clyde, who had 20, Saquon, who had 30, uh, Tyler Boyd, who had 20, Mike Evans, 14. Uh, yeah, you'd have gotten waxed. This De- is what the people Debo, want. Debo Samuel, okay, Debo 35. Had a big day. I got 47 from Tyreek. I have 173 in a PPR want. league. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, we, I was talking about Tyreek, jog me of uh, Oklahoma State memory, Eugenio Chikara in the yes, field this absolutely. week. And played well. Three rounds in the 60s. Played I think well. he shot like 68, 67, 60, uh, let's or see. 74, 68, uh, right? So he opened with a 69. Perfect. Nice. 68, 74, 67. Yeah. Fun fact, he actually broke 70 more times than Will Zalatoris. Will <laughs> Zalatoris finishes top 15, only breaks 70 twice, and one of those was a 72, but he shoots a course record 61 on Friday. I thought the funniest tweet of the week was Roberto Castro on Friday evening tweeted and said, well, when I woke up this morning, I had a course record. Thanks for nothing, Zalatoris. <laughs> and, like, tagged him in the tweet. How about this was going around Twitter yesterday, and I don't know why, like, it, it's just now happening, but a lot of people on Twitter were saying that arm lock putting should be banned. And, and, and I and I think that that is absolutely wrong, in my opinion. I mean, if you've ever seen Will Zalatoris putt, that you should realize it's not that much of an advantage. Yeah, I do wonder how many more putts he would miss, or I mean, I don't know how he can miss any more than what he's <laughs> than what he's missing. No offense to I mean, although Will. hey, hey, he did gain uh, .93 shots on the field putting this week. The question right, comes that, that down to a record. the question comes down to: Do you consider having the shaft pressed against your forearm? Do you consider that club anchored? At that see, point. I don't no, see how it's I not. I don't think it is. So the you butt, don't think it is. You don't see how it's not. The, the butt of the club is not anchored. The butt of the club isn't anchored. The but, shaft is anchored. I. And, and then where do you draw the line? Like, is the wrist? Look, I mean, the, 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 the shaft coming up the look, wrist, or does it have to come up the forearm? Here's I, the deal, though. It's when the butt line, of the club is not anchored, the, the whole deal was when you anchor the butt of the club, you can't manipulate the face. When it's up your forearm, you can still manipulate the face over you can still release it. But it's it. still a lot harder to do because your forearm is doesn't move much. I mean, just look at it. Yeah, I but mean, there's a lot of other things when you do arm lock that are harder to do, such I'll as speed, this, control, speed control. But, uh, that, but that could be the same for anchoring, too. So, But I'll say this. Okay, so I before so. anchoring was banned, you, you know, we'd all go up to golf, Galaxy Golf USA, whatever, and just mess around with the anchored putters. And I'll say from three feet, it was really hard for me with the anchored putter. I never could have used it because I wouldn't have been able to control speed. But from three feet, the face just didn't move. Yeah, but if you but, practice it all day. But I'm, I'm saying, I like, I've done some arm lock stuff, and it feels so bad to me. And it feels so much less stable than my regular putting stroke. And I I don't know that that's the strongest argument, that it just feels bad to me. So I, I don't think it's that useful. But it's it's hard to get over the fact that I've tried it on many occasions. 
and it just feels really bad to me. Here's the point of it, right? The arm lock is supposed to like it's supposed to eliminate the wrist rotation and take your hands out of it. Put arm lock the putter into your left arm, or you could do the Matt Kuchar right arm if you want to to be weird, and try to move that specifically hand, move that wrist. It won't happen. You can't move your left wrist if the uh, putter is arm locked there. You can't do it because if you do, the I've the, seen the Zalatoris thing- do it. Well, and then and then on the opposite side of that, and this is something nobody thinks about. Kucher anchors on the other side, or yeah. arm locks on the other side, which is weird. Which is also, no one does that. I, Kucher does it. It's I know. so weird. No, I know. It's just, he's Kuchar's, the only guy. Kucher's career putting trajectory. I mean, they should do like a sports science behind what's going on in his head that he keeps changing putting styles. But I don't know. I I don't see it getting banned anytime soon because I, don't I think. I think that there are more people on both sides of the debate with arm lock than there were with anchoring. I think with anchoring, everybody was like, oh, yeah, the butt of the club's in your chest. That's too easy. But with arm lock, I think there's too many people on both sides of it for us to really see a rule change anytime soon. Two friends of the show, I mean, Bob Gellerman and Quade Cummins both arm lock. They would be good people to talk talk to. So do you actually think that there will be a rule change, or do you think it'll just be a conversation for a while? I think that there will. It will happen eventually. One thing I'm interested to see is what happens first. Does it bother you like anchoring did it doesn't bother me it's not like we have all four majors of anchored winners like we had back in like 2010 or whatever i'll be honest with you even as much as i disagree with both of them i don't necessarily think that either one of them is cheating in a sense i mean I feel like bernard longer's cheating a lot more than these guys are <laughs> or my man uh uh hagestad or whatever that dude that dude ha- that dude anchors every single time yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how hagestad's not anchoring. in all in all defense the like, baggy shirt that's how they get away with it. Yep. It's like you mentioned earlier, Colby. You felt more control with it in in your chest as opposed to arm lock. I'm the exact opposite. I really? Feel, I feel like I could hold the putter with one hand arm locked and putt. But you're a time. good putter, though. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know who the hell you looked at or talked you, you to. You were when you played, though. Like, when you played regularly, you were. I, I was streaky. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I just... I don't know. The arm lock, kind of like you said, Sam, it just doesn't bother me. Like, it got to a point with anchoring where I was like, okay, I don't really feel like these guys are doing much from three feet. I like, yeah. I don't feel like they're even having to make a stroke. They're just letting the putter swing on its own pendulum as it's anchored. And I just, I don't really feel that way with arm lock. I don't know. I don't maybe. I, I think I feel it more than you do because I look at guys like, for example, would Bryson be a top 15 putter without arm lock? No. Would Webb Simpson be a good How putter without arm lock? How do you know that, though? Because he did it for five years, and he was horrible. He was DFL. He was also putting side saddle. It was all in his head. It, it, it had nothing to do with the technique. Okay, so now that it's in his head that he's a better putter arm lock, did they take it away from him? Is he still going to stay as good a putter? Well, uh, I, Here's a question. Here's a question. Left hand low extends your left arm, makes it straighter. Now, the shaft doesn't actually come up your forearm, but the idea is you get that left arm down, and you just swing it. I, I just... I think that anchoring to me was so clear that everybody was like, okay, that's too much. But I feel like if we get into the arm lock, then we start talking about different things you do with the putter. And I just, I don't know where the line is between what we deem to be an unfair advantage and what we deem just a different style. You know what I mean? I mean, if they, if they ban arm lock, the next thing they're going to ban is the claw. And I can't, I mean, I quit. Even though I already quit, I'd really quit. I'll quit golf. No, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's the case because the difference is, is that you can grip it any way you want, but the club is not touching anything above your wrists. The thing is, I don't, I don't, okay. see, I don't see how anyone who's put an arm lock putter in their wrists and makes a stroke can think that the putter head is going to move. And and it just just try it with your other hand. Your wrist has less I mean, stability than your forearm you does. You clearly haven't seen some of the Will Zalatoris putts that I've seen. I mean, that thing can move. 
Okay, but that's one person he looked at. Okay, here. No, I'm just saying it's what? possible. It's it's not like it's some giant, you know. But, but then you have to ask the question too. What would Will Zalatoris be without the arm lock? I mean, I saw it before arm lock. It wasn't good either. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> there's a reason he's doing the arm lock. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's. It helps. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's, it's, it definitely it's, helps. It's like Shawfley. Shawfley Shoff, went to the arm lock, but he's an advocate for saying it should be banned. Okay, but yeah. here's my deal about the other type of anchoring is it was making good putters better. I think that's the same case here, though. No, I don't think that a guy that is already a good putter, if look, he started look, arm locking, it would not give him as much of an advantage as normal anchoring. Look at Bryson. Look at Webb Simpson. The two clearest examples you need to see are right there. As soon as they banned anchoring, Webb Simpson was god-awful. Then he figured out how to arm lock with his claw and arm lock, may I say. Became <laughs> a great putter. And Bryson, horrible putter, one maybe the worst putter on tour, switches to arm lock, becomes a top 15 putter. So, There's well, examples for, for the advocate. So it makes that, a bad putter better. What percentage of the guys who arm lock also use the claw? Because Zalatoris also uses the claw. Webb uses the claw along with the arm lock. Bryson doesn't, but there's several guys who arm lock and claw, and I mean, I I kind of respect the creativity. As somebody who had to switch to the claw because, I mean... You know, not to use the Y word too often, but just full on yips couldn't yeah. make a couldn't make a two footer, much less a three footer. Well, I mean, you know that yips are mostly most of the time right hand, and so they're yes. just trying to eliminate the right hand from the stroke yes. by, by arm locking and by using the claw. It's even more of getting rid of the right hand. You know what I think yeah. we should all do before we officially decide whether to ban uh, arm lock? I think we should throw back a few clubbies, get the ideas flowing. <laughs> the clubbies are a more drinkable version of the Oklahoma staple, the club special, the official seltzer of slicing limes, not drives, lemon and lime, natural flavoring. You can also try the new missile, uh, which is f- fantastic. Uh, it has electrolytes, does not contain artificial flavors, perfect for a hot day on or off the golf course, or a perfect day like today here in the state of Oklahoma. Specifically formulated for golfers of every handicap makes shooting any score bearable. The freshest, smoothest, leanest, greenest, number one seltzer in golf. I, I will say this. As much as I was advocate against the arm lock, I don't necessarily think it should be banned. I don't even think anchoring should be banned because if it was that big of an advantage, every single player on tour would be doing it. it, it it's sort of like the golf ball. If the go, if the modern golf ball wasn't good for everyone, people was, would still be using Bellatus. So it's it's like if, if it was that big of an advantage. I don't think that you can every- compare it like that. I, I really don't. I think that anchoring was such an advantage. If you look at the major winners, I, I think there was eight over the time span of like 2009 to 2012, eight winners are all anchoring. And those are all guys that were, you know, terrible putters beforehand. Well, and, I, and again, well, I don't have like data in front of me. I don't have the analytics, the strokes gained. I'm, I'm going off of what it felt like. It just felt like anchoring was wrong. Like, and, and this is just me, my one man's opinion of what it felt like watching it. It felt wrong. Unlock to me doesn't feel wrong. Like, I, I don't feel... I don't feel slimy whenever I watch somebody win a tournament with arm lock like I did with anchoring. Every time I watch somebody win a, a tournament with anchoring, I'd be like, yeah, okay. And if but, arm lock was see, banned, I, we wouldn't have gotten Bryson setting his putter in the hole at the Ryder Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's what, I, I, I think that's where the line is. I don't see why, where's the difference between them. And, and I think we're kind of exaggerating here because the major winners from what I'm seeing, we've got Keegan Bradley in 2011, we've got Webb Simpson in 2012, Ernie in 2012, and Adam Scott in 2013. So, I mean, yes, those are all within a, a constrained amount of time. But can we not agree that all these other golfers here are good players? I mean, Adam Scott, he was looking for a major forever. Uh, Ernie Els, who was a multiple-time major, cha- multiple major champion. But all these guys were good ball strikers, too. It's not like the the putting was the That's only thing. That's the whole thing. point of why okay. they banned it. Okay, but look, Keegan Bradley, arm locking now, back. 
uh, Webb Simpson arm locking now. Is he back, back to that Keegan Bradley though? No. Well, no, he'll, never be, he'll never be back to that. Like Web, he'll never Web, be a major Web winner. Simpson's again, a better but. player now than he was then with arm locking. Webb Simpson is better now than is he it was because of putting though. Yes. Let's look at Webb Simpson's stats real quick. I wonder what his putting stats were in comparison to anchoring versus arm lock. That's what we need. We need a putter side-by-side comparison of go, guys. Go to, go to Bryson, and that'll end the argument right there. Uh, of guys who anchored and arm locked. We need guys who did both, and then we can go from there. But um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to get banned anytime soon. It's not a huge, huge concern to me. Let's turn the page and go. You talk about Bryson. How about Bryson? I... He made the finals of the World Long Drive. They started on Tuesday with 80 guys. They narrowed it to 64. They kept narrowing, kept narrowing. He makes it to the final eight. So the way they did the final eight, they split them into two pods. So you had two pods of four, and then those four guys hit top two from each pod advance. So once he got to the final eight, he finished third in his pod. He came up six yards short of advancing to the final four. But I got to say, I didn't think he was making the final eight. He uh, he did more than I thought he was going to in the desert. No, absolutely. And even that one day, I think that Bryson got a little bit of an advantage that there was a strong wind into them. Uh, I think it was on the second day. And he ended up going through with like a three, you know, was it like 320, 340? Not very long in long drive standards. But I think that Bryson's accuracy really helped him advance in that thing. I mean, you only get six shots and these guys into the wind are blowing it out of the grid. True. And and I think that Bryson's accuracy plus his distance really helped him advance. But then he caught the same pod as Kyle Berkshire, <laughs> the guy that literally taught him how to hit long drives. I mean, yeah. Berkshire's the long drive goat, right? Or is it still Sadlowski? I think it's sad. I mean, until Kyle Berkshire hits one through the simulator on live TV, I think it's still Sedlowski. Hitting it through the simulator is pretty dope. On live TV. Yeah, but Berkshire's got that. Berkshire's (laughs) got the hair. It's hard to beat the hair. The hair's good. The hair's good. He's a showman. By the way, if you want to see some funny, awkward videos, Berkshire has... He he was making like a run to go like play on the PGA Tour, like play professionally, and he was posting some videos, and it was just no music, no anything, just posting every shot from just rounds of him playing golf. And he's like, <laughs> I have an eight iron here. He'd like set the phone down behind him. It's like 168 yards or whatever. I have like a pitching wedge, and, and he's like. Man, that was pretty good. 15 feet. Chance at birdie. <laughs> that sounds like borderline cringy to watch. It was terrible to watch. Have you like watched a whole round of that? Please oh, tell me you didn't watch a whole round of him playing golf. Me and Brad, oh, me God. and Brad, we would, we would bet on it between ourselves when we were living together, and we'd be like, what What do you think he shoots here over under, like 68? That's hilarious. <laughs> he, he would hit some massive bombs. if he could, But most of the time, I didn't see him hit driver. He just hit iron off of the tee box and put it in play because he'd hit it 300 yards. I was going to say, how many courses? could Berkshire actually hit driver on because, I mean, you're just going to run out of room. <laughs> like, seriously, you're going to run out of room. Here's my question, right? Okay, so can we all, we all agree Bryson did better than we thought he would, right? Did anyone think Bryson would, would perform as well as he did? No. What I, in the long drive? In the long drive, yeah. 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 yeah no, so no, he, no, all, no. he all exceeded our expectations. No, he right? exceeded yeah. my he, expectations. He got up to, I believe, 219 ball speed, right? But it does make sense that his accuracy is just – a million times better than those other guys. Yeah. And he got, oh, like I said, he got lucky that it was into the wind on one of those days. Pretty strong wind. Yeah, and that, that'll definitely help uh, if you're hitting it straighter. It's going to help. But he did up. say, even on the days with no wind, he said he was bombing it. And he said that, you know, obviously he wasn't hitting that driver a lot beforehand because he was playing in the Ryder Cup. I mean, that thing is way longer than its normal driver. And he said he just put it in, uh, put a new, uh, 
was it new head or new shaft? I can't remember. Uh, but he said that he really liked it. And his first drive he hit was like 420, like personal record. And he was like, Shout out 420. Yeah. <laughs> 420 somewhere. And I tell you what, he, he said that he was shocked at the ball speed that he got. And that, that's what brings me to, me to my question. Because everyone uses, kind of like I just did for the arm lock debate, use Bryson against it. Everyone uses Bryson as the debate for to dial the ball back. How many other PGA Tour players would have been able to go out and done what Bryson did this week? Zero. Nobody. Uh, well, Cameron Champ, maybe. May, I mean, Cameron no. Champ taking hacks. Okay, well, uh, here's better. But, but, okay. but the point is, out of the hundreds of guys, maybe one or two. Exactly. Maybe. So don't let the outlier point it out, which is exactly 100%. why I even said I don't think anchoring needs to be banned as much as I disagree with it. So, I mean, even if I think the ball needs but, to be dialed back, don't look at Bryson and say that he's the only example because no other PGA Tour player could have come out and did what he did. But if they dial the ball back, it's going to give Bryson an even bigger advantage. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the thing is... It, they, dep- it depends on the course, but more than likely... But here's yeah. the thing. If, if they dial the ball back... Because I look at par fives when people talk about dialing the ball back. And I'm like, if they dial the ball back, Bryson is still going to be able to get to just about every par five in the world in two. Yeah. You know who's not? Webb Simpson. Yeah. Paul Casey. I mean, just, just these normal guys. Yeah. Well, he, can't, he, can't, he can't get to them now, but I'm not going <laughs> to... But can we just talk about how ludicrous it is, like... Playing golf and being in the world long drive are two very separate skill sets. And Bryson went 2-0-1 at the Ryder Cup, got on a plane, went to the long drive contest, and got into the final eight. And he finished third in his pod. So you could say him and the other guy who finished third in their pod are like fifth or sixth in the world long drive. I mean, he doesn't lose in three matches at the Ryder Cup. He wins two of them, one draw. And then he goes out and does that at the world long drive. That's... That's wild, guys. Like, I mean, I don't know that we'll see anybody do this again at any point. So is Bryson becoming more of a fan to people over the last two weeks than he had in his entire career? Is Bryson becoming Probably. a fan to people? Or is- fan favorite. Fan favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, guaranteed I mean, has to be, right? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, because nobody's doing what he's doing. Hey, hey, hey. Here we go. Also, he was having fun. Wow. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, you really crushed that ball off the tee, I'll tell you what. You know, you'd be something when it was a long drive contest. Yeah, you can probably make a very good living traveling around, hustling and driving ranges. Thanks, Phil. That's, 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 you know, I know what you're doing right now, mm. and I don't like it. So why don't you just shut your trap before I put my foot in it? Don't turn your back on me. Let's get one thing straight. This is Shooter's Tour. I've worked hard my whole life, paid my dues, and now it's Shooter's turn. And Shooter's not about to let his reign at the top be spoiled by some freak sideshow clown. Did you just call me a freak? I was on this tour for one reason, money. But now I got a new reason, kicking your ass. Well, <laughs> I'd like to see you try. I'm on a golf course. Hey, hey, what is going on here, huh? Oh, I was just um, looking for the other half of this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out Happy Gilmore. One, right. one of the top five golf movies of Brooks all time. Brooks and Bryson at the Ryder Cup. One of the top five golf movies of all time. <laughs> Sam thinks it's number one. It is number one to me. But, you know, I, 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 I wasn't born when Caddyshack happened, and I just remember None of watching. Us Caddyshack was 1980, but Caddyshack's the I know. The that's why I don't understand why y'all don't like it, but I'm saying I would understand it more uh, for y'all liking Caddyshack more if y'all were a little older. But, I mean, I love Happy Gilmore. I've, Happy I've, Gilmore watched, that mil- I, I've watched that movie about 5,000 times. <laughs> I had to derail. had to go back to it because I was pulling it up. Keegan Bradley's putting stats, 2012 going back. 2012, 35th. So that was with Anchor. Yep. Yeah, 2013, 49th. Still still allowed to. 2014, 47th. 2015, 128th. 2016, 183. 
That's crazy. So, that's that's interesting. I really thought as you got into I mean, 2019, I I was 20, right and 21, about the argument. I didn't know I was that right. <laughs> so that was. I really thought when you got to like 2019, I thought he, you were going to start getting back into the top 50 or I something. Know. We're going to be like, oh, look at Keegan. But I don't know. That's uh, that's weird. And obviously, it's hard to draw the major conclusion from one what, no. data point. Well, I've got some more. What about like, Webb Simpson? Small oh, sample size alert. Don't You're go through all of them. Just give like 2012 and then like well, the I gotta, last. Well, I got to click on each of them. So 2012 is 53rd. And then 2013 is 41st. Uh, 34, 2014. And then he went to 174th. That's where you see the drop Ooh, off. Wow. This one's going to be different because he got uh, better. Then, then he went to 88th in 2017. Went to 5th in 2018. Wow. Went to 11th in 2019. Uh, 13th in 2020. So when when so did he start? 2021. 2021, last year. He was 22nd. Yeah. So, so yes, arm lock has helped. What him. what year did Webb switch to the arm may lock? I say Drastically helped him. Did I he mean, switch to it in 17? Is that when he switched to it? Probably so. Had to him, I mean, right? that's when he jumped back up. Yeah. So it just makes sense that that's when he would have done it. So Who was another guy we were talking about? Oh, oh Bryson. Oh, yeah. Bryson, well, I, that doesn't count. Bryson oh, no, to me yeah, is a doesn't weird count because it's against your argument. No, no but he's I just, different. I like, just think that Bryson is different because Bryson, it's not like Bryson was putting conventional and then he went arm lock. Yeah. Bryson did like 14 goofy different things with his putter before he finally settled on And he on, doesn't on, even on arm lock like everybody else arm locks. Like, he does True. straight arm. Yeah, he does like... Th- that's like... like it's still the same thing, though, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, How is it different? His and Webb's still to me, because lock, he looks stiffer. I mean, that doesn't make it different. Oh, but it's just but, it's different. It but is. He goes, no, it's not. It looks different to the eye, though, because he does both arms locked. Like, the, yeah. the, 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 the shaft is only up the left forearm, but both elbows are locked, whereas, like, Red, Webb has some bend still, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, Webb has oh, yeah. some bend well, in the elbows. In the, the right, in the right and, arm. Well, so... Uh, for Bryson, 2017, uh, 145th, 2018, 32nd, uh, to 2019, 28th, 2020, 10th, and 2000, and last year was 20th again as well. What so. year did he use side saddle? That was longer ago than 17, wasn't yeah. it? I think that was back in like 16 and 15. That was right they don't when even he first this, came on tour, yeah, right? Yeah, they don't even have the stats he, tracked for that. He was outside the top 200, I think, with side saddle. The side saddle <laughs> era was a hell of an era with Bryson. I love that, that Our, he did that. Like, people forget about that. Like, they would show him on TV just to show him putt. Like, cause <laughs> this was when he was skinny, Bryson, so he wasn't a show hitting balls. He wasn't even good. I mean, that good. Back he was then. I mean, really I mean, good as an amateur. Like, yes, oh, he was, but, one, he was one of the best amateurs to yeah. ever play. But then like, he got I'm on the talking tour. about when he came out on right. tour. No, he wasn't, and he he struggled. wasn't playing well. Yeah. He had that one Masters where he was paired with Spieth on the weekend. It was, it was in 15, wasn't it? Where he was paired with Spieth on Saturday? I can't remember. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, like, blew up, totally blew up on Saturday. Everything went wrong. And then he went through the whole side saddle era, and everything went crazy, and here we are. <laughs> Bryson has had some eras already in his oh, career, yeah. and he's not even close to 30 yet. So It's uh, a long drive era. Yes. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break, come back on the other side. Uh, we'll talk about what happened across the pond. We got OU and OSU teeing it up this week, and we are drafting Sam's. Sam Burns wins this week on the PGA Tour, so we're drafting some Sam's. Uh, also, I have some big life news. I'm having to be very patient today, so we'll talk about that as well. All that coming up on the other side. Stay with us here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. 
McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at mcrayroofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McCray Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you. Go see our good partners, Golf Oklahoma. GolfOklahoma.org. GolfOklahoma.org. Get signed up for the newsletter, the email list, everything right now. You're not going to want to miss out on all of that. As uh, another exciting year for golf in the state of Oklahoma. Oh, you know, as you teamed up this week, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. We've got, obviously, the PGA Championship coming up in May. Can't wait for that. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening in the game of golf here in the state of Oklahoma. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole and Instagram 73rd hole. It's where we post a lot of great content. We'll have a poll up later in the day after we draft our teams of Sam's, which will be coming up shortly. But gentlemen, we had an all out blitz from the European Ryder Cup team this week at the Alfred Dunhill Leagues Championship as a bunch of them had high finishes, but none of the guys on the team could pull down the win. That was our guy, Danny Willett, Masters champion Danny Willett, who goes 67, 69, 66, 68, beats Tyrrell Hatton by two shots to win the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship at the old course, St. Andrews in Scotland. Um, great tournament. I mean, a lot of people were tweeting about it and watching it. Uh, anytime a golf tournament's played at St. Andrews, usually it gets some eyeballs. So that's a big win for Danny Willett, guys, to kind of get his uh, his year started off right as we head into the next golf calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big win for Danny Willett, whatever. But we got the best name in golf now. Hit me. Broberg. Broberg? Where is Broberg? Nice. Christopher Broberg. Is it Christopher or Christopher? (laughs) Christopher, probably. Probably Christopher, because for a long time, I thought that Christopher Ventura's name was pronounced Christopher. No, it's just Christopher. It's just Christopher. It does look like Christopher. It does look like Christopher, because it's K-R-I-S-T, and then offer, O-F-F-E-R. Christopher Broberg, but <laughs> Broberg's a great name. Broberg. Here's my question. Sounds like it should be a nose guard. And I, I want to ask, I want to ask y'all this because it's a little different from, from the tournament, but I want to get on it. So everyone, we, we all know Danny Willett's name because of the Masters he won over the Speed Choke. Can anyone name who won the 1999 Open that Vanderbilt lost? Uh, Paul Laurie. Yep. That's right. Would you have guessed that, Colby, if he had not? I might have gotten there as soon as he said it jogged my memory, but I don't know if I'd have gotten there or not. So, so that's my point, right? So no one remembers that Paul Laurie won. It's just that Vanderbilt lost. Uh, are, for people not in our generation or 20 years later, are they even going to remember Danny Willett's name? Yes. I don't know because all they're going to see is the speed highlights chunking it in the water on 12. But they'll remember Danny Willett's name just because he won the Masters. That's the only thing why we even know his name. But, but that's the same thing with Paul Laurie, though. 
I mean, like, his name was known for at least 10 years. I remember being younger and being able to think of it right off the top of my head. That's the reason I can remember it. Let me ask you this question. So, the Open is played across the pond. I wonder if over there, more people will remember Paul Laurie, but over here, more people will remember Danny Willett, because over here, the Masters is a bigger deal. I can name way more Masters champions over the last 50 years than I can Open champions, because we're in America. The Masters is, it's the deal in Europe. Maybe it's different. Maybe they remember the Open more significantly. Point. I think that that's, yeah, probably that, that, the truth. That probably is true. So, but, I mean, Danny Willett, hey, a good player, Sean Foley guy, right? He went to Sean Foley. For a little bit, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think everyone should at least try to go to Sean Foley. He definitely knows what he's doing, especially if Tiger did it. Um, but, yeah, that, that that was just my point because, like I said, I, and one thing, too, I think that keeps Paul Laurie's legacy going on is because I believe he still has the record for lo- largest major comeback on a Sunday because he was down by, like, eight strokes. It wasn't like he was in the final group with Vanderbilt. That's when it insane. Happened. Can you it, imagine that happening today? Somebody coming from eight back on a Sunday to win a major? It'd be stupid. And, and, and it's not like Lori played a good round, but it's not like he shot 62 or whatever in final round to win. I it's mean, almost it was, like somebody hit it in a creek and then tried to take all their clothes off and do something stupid. <laughs> well, what, and also, I'm also getting sidetracked. What people don't remember is he actually hit the grandstand and the ball bounced back 50 yards behind the um, what burn that he ended up hitting it into. So right. he actually got a horrible break, one of the worst right. breaks in golf history. But, but that mean, was my point. He still hit the grandstand. It made him famous, though, too. Well, it was a, a two-iron from the rough. It not, wasn't necessarily <laughs> the best decision when you're up three. But, but that was my point. So so y'all, y'all, y'all think that Danny will will be remembered in the next... I but, think but, so. but like the young kids. I'm talking like people who were born like three days ago. I mean, like... Well, I mean, not maybe be, not. Like, like he's not going to be highly well, revered. But like when we're looking back on Masters champions, I think 30 but, years from now, when we ask somebody who was born last week, who's a golf fan, who won the Masters that Spieth choked in, I think they'll be able to pull Danny Willett's name out. Or, or I say, if you say Danny Willett's name, they'll be like, oh, the guy that won the Masters that one year. Yeah. Now, and see, this is my point, right? Anyone says John Vandeville, even non-golf fans know what that name means, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. And when people think about Spieth, besides the extreme golden boys who just love him to death, they think about the Masters. And so... That's just my question. Are people going to look back on, are they going to remember Danny Willett's name? I mean, I know he's going to be immortalized as Green Jack. It's like Trevor Immelman. Not very many people remember that he remembered that he won the Masters 2008. It's a good question. Yeah. I know that my kid will because my kid will be a golf historian. Will be a <laughs> well, walking well, encyclopedia And this is, this is a good segue because your kid is going to be born on Masters weekend. So, guys, this is, here's what we got happening today. And I am so, very frustrated we, by this, by the way. Have we what happened this my morning? idea on air? Which idea? Of your, your, your kid's birthday. birthday? Taking, I, taking them to the Masters or what? I, I think our, our due date's April 9th, by the way. We're going yeah. to have like five polls after the show because so, we got to know about the arm lock. Okay. We're going to have our Sams, and we have to know if this is a is this ethical, ethical is thing this to ethical? do. So my idea to Colby when he said that his baby was due to be born on Masters Week, I said, you know, have the baby on Masters Week this year, but then just tell him his birthday. Or <laughs> I, I'm going to say him from – for right now. Okay. We, both, we both want it to be a boy. I want, it, want to be it to be a boy. A girl but by the way, for this is what reason. I was getting to a second ago. We have the email in the inbox right now. We... But we haven't looked at it because we and didn't get it until today. My the wife's at work. saying what gender. Yeah, we, and see, the, the gender of the baby is in the inbox, but I can't look at it because me and Dana so, are going to look at so, it tonight no, and, together. And, and, and he was on the phone with the lady, and the lady said, do you want to know? I can tell you right now. And I was sitting here listening, and he didn't say it. <laughs> Let <laughs> me hear it. I won't tell you. Do I you know? know. I do you know. know 
how mad my wife would have been if I would have found out the gender on the phone without her. I, w- I won't tell you. You, I you wasn't should have just let them you. tell me and Tita. We wouldn't tell anybody. Uh, y'all would so give it away with your reactions. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Yeah, we would. We 100% would. So here's I've got the deal. like nine hours to kill before I can find out the gender. Dude, you're going to have to go up to where she works and you're just going to have to get it done with in like, the, like so, after the show. So here's the deal. I would already click The due date is... Masters week. Masters ha- Saturday. April this is 9th. very important you question. You can't have a, a birthday party on Masters Saturday every year. So what you need to do is obviously have the baby during Masters week this year. But Induce a week early. Then tell the baby the rest of its life that his birthday is March 31st. Can we forge a birth it, certificate? See, see, this is... It doesn't matter. When's the last time you saw your birth certificate? That's a great point. It's a great, but nobody carries their birth certificate around. It, what What are they going to do? But when they get a driver's license, you're going to have to have your birth certificate. By the time they figure out, you're going to be old anyways. And what are they going to do? They're going to love it, the Masters more then anyway. You're right. At that point, they'll understand. So I was joking with my wife this weekend. So it was, my, <laughs> it was my wife's high school reunion. We went up there. We were talking to all of our friends. We were talking about golf and the baby and Masters weekend and all this stuff. And uh, I had the idea, me and another guy, if the baby is actually born on a day when the Masters is being played, I have to walk into the delivery room Dressed in a full Augusta caddy bib, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Probably so. I have to hold the baby for the first time. Full white Augusta caddy bib, green hat, name on the back. It has to happen. Dana said it no. has to. No, Dana, no. Dana said no, but I don't really know that she gets to say. I'm going to get, you know, baby boy. Wait, are they going to make me wear scrubs? How's that work? I'm going to give never baby had a boy baby. a little, little master's have bucket hat. I've never had a I say you just go in and bear. do what you want. Be like, it's my kid. I'm going to... I'm just, ready, I'm just ready to know if it's a okay. boy or a girl. Click on the email. You can do it I'm right now. I'm not clicking on the email. Okay, so so we have three different schools of thought here. <laughs> Sam wants to lie to the child about the birthday. It's not Col- lying. Col- it's- Col- Colby wants to induce early. I want to induce a week early. My, what I, here, here's my idea. And this is the example I brought up to you guys. If you have, if you have a child who's born on Christmas, right? Like you have a Christmas birthday. Generally, Christmas will, I mean, you'll get both presents at once usually, but generally Christmas is a little precedent over the birthday because the family's involved in all that. So you have to teach the child that Master's Weekend is of higher importance than the birthday. So that becomes from a parent perspective. For you. Yeah, that's just good parenting. That is good parenting. Also, you know what I could do? I could just take the kid to Georgia every year for its birthday. Yeah. Diane also vetoed that idea. But <laughs> well, so also, do you guys remember back when John Rom was having his baby on Masters Week mm-hmm. and Colby yes. was like, poor planning, poor planning. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, yeah. for the record, July fourth babies come out kind of around the second weekend in April. So next year on July fourth, maybe take it a little easy on the beverages. <laughs> on the clubbies. Is all I'm saying. Maybe don't maybe don't go too crazy on the clubbies. Don't don't be overserved on July fourth. Because your master's weekend will be screwed for potentially life. <laughs> By the way, the Washtenaw Valley, which I thought was a failed weekend because I didn't play very good golf, the Washtenaw Valley, not a failed weekend. <laughs> I made the shot that counted. Coley, hand me your phone. I'm opening the email. You are not opening the email. Hand <laughs> me right. the email. I know your email pa- or your, I know your email address. I just got to guess the password. For the record, oh. for the you get record, locked out. I'm sorry. For the record, I can't handle have, it. You, you, dude, you can't have a birthday party on Saturday of Masters Week. It's or Sunday. <sighs> I mean, that's until you die. By the way, if the baby is born on Masters dude. Weekend and we have to throw a birthday party every year, y'all will be invited. I won't be offended <laughs> if you don't come. <laughs> I won't. This is what's going to happen to Colby. Colby's going to win the Masters ticket raffle like every year now that he's had a kid. <laughs> he's going to have to have a birthday. He's not going to be able to go. He's just going to sell tickets. Yeah. I'm going to win it next year, and I'm not going to be able to go because I'm going to have to be at a one-year-old's birthday party. Now, it's my one-year-old, so. But, I mean, the kid's not going to remember. 
God, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this show. Do any of remember what his birthday is? Do any of y'all remember your first birthday party? No. I don't either. What does it matter? I don't remember my last birthday party. I don't know what I did this year. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Ethical. Call me legit question. You wanted a boy your entire life. Now you want a girl over the last two weeks. Why the change? No, I've started to want a girl really over the last probably like six months to a year as we started trying. I kind of wanted a girl. I don't know. It's just some friends of ours had a girl. This, she you're is getting into the trap, Colby. She is, God, she is the most adorable thing that has ever existed. Like, she is a perfect child. And I'm like, that looks awesome. I yeah. want that. I want that, what they have. And that's great. Um, also, it'd just be cute, you know, to have a little a little mini Dana. I mean, Dana's a lot better looking than I am. So a little uh, There's girl, no doubt about that. A little, little girl <laughs> would probably be looking a lot better than, than a little boy at this point, genetics-wise. So I said I said that I hope our, uh, our kid gets her skin and hair and facial features and um, pretty much everything else and just gets my uh, club head speed. <laughs> Dana, Dana doesn't generate much clubhead speed, and neither do I really. But I generate more than Dana. You got some fast hands on the keyboard too that you could use. That's true. You got some halfway decent. You made a thirty on your ACT. You're halfway smart. I did. That was a long or time you ago. You were back in the day. That was a long time ago. I've forgotten most of that. And what of it do you need to remember? <laughs> That's a great point. But, but, I, I here, here's my point. See, oh, go I, ahead, sir. I just can't wait until you know. I think it's going to be a boy, so I can't wait until Mini Colby comes out and he's just like. Spine Clinic over on Britain and Broadway. <laughs> Speaking of, Dr. Beach and Dr. Bravo will get you taken care of. High-quality, individualized patient care. Dr. Beecham does non-invasive. The Spine Clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery. I mean, carrying a baby around all the time, your back's going to start hurting. Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management. He is double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management. But if you are needing back surgery, Dr. Brawley received the honor of being listed as one of the top 20 spine surgeons under the age of 40 in all of North America. Visit at the Spine Clinic, OK.com, located off Broadway Extension on Britain in Oklahoma City. By the way, the future Powell golf team is in play this week at Colonial. That's the Oklahoma State Cowboys. OU also in play. Uh, they, I believe, are ripping off 36 today. Today's going to be a long yep. day for those boys down at Colonial. God, those days are miserable, Sam. Were they uh, not? Hey, oh, Colby, man. too. Yeah, We've talked about are... it on the podcast before, but Florida's off to a hot start uh, down Ooh. at Colonial. TCU also off to a hot start. That's their home course. Do either one of those one schools of want to home talk courses. football? <laughs> yeah, no joke. Florida. Both took that L. That was a bad L to Mark Stoops. Uh, shout out Stoops. Shout, shout out Stoops. And uh, let's see. OU one under through five to seven holes. OSU three under in third through five to six holes. So very, very early on at Colonial. Uh, a serious question I don't know the answer to, and I don't know if you have it there. Chakar is not playing this week, right? Yes, he is. He, he is. is playing. Yes. Uh, he is one over on the day. So he took a red eye from Mississippi to Dallas uh-huh. and teed it up this morning by at the, the Colonial. By that, the way, that's pretty sweet. Leo Oyo has birdied three holes in a row after right. starting off with a bogey on number 17. Shotgun starts Look, yeah, today. Yeah, shotgun start. Oh, man. Shotgun, shotgun start 36. OSU is going Eugenio Lopez, Chakara, Brian Stark, two men, Leo Oyo. Uh, three-man, Rasmus, Nearguard, and then Amon Gupta, and OU is going... No, no Bo Jen this week? No Bo Jen this week. Interesting. Uh, and then OU is going Chris Goddard up, one man, 
uh, Logan McAllister, two man who is in uh, that PGA Tour U top five right now. I think he might even be second. Uh, and then Andrew, <coughs> Andrew Goodman, uh, third man. And then Patrick Welch, the cross-handed bandit, four man. And Jackson Dow getting the start at five man uh, for the Sooners. So it'll be interesting to see. And by the way, Drew Goodman off with three straight birdies uh, to start his round. Started on number 10, went birdie, birdie, birdie. Kids these, kids these days, man. I mean, that kid loves to make birdies. True freshman, right out of the gate, comes out, plays great earlier in the season, fires a 59 at Belmar. Now he's down at Colonial, three birdies right out of the gate. I mean, he's built for it, guys. It has Drew Goodman on here. Maybe he just goes by Drew. I've yeah, never I, met him. I mean, his name's Andrew Goodman, but yeah. apparently he just goes by Drew because yep. that's pretty much what I've seen everywhere. Why mm-hmm. use lot word when few word do trick? Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so so J- Sam brought it up earlier to bring up the top five of the uh, PJ Tour U right now. Pearson Cootie uh, from Texas, number one. Sam Bennett from Texas A&M. Don't even get me started on that football team. They finished second. <laughs> Logan McAllister of OU, like you mentioned, is in third. Ryan Hall, USC. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's Southern Carolina, not Southern California. <laughs> that is USC. That is still USC. Yeah. OG yes, yeah. USC. Yeah, and then so that's uh, and Cole Hammer. Number, Cole Hammer. Yeah, that's uh, I saw him using the long putter. Chakar uh, is right outside of six, I believe. Yes, well, number six. Yeah. Then Alex uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick's brother, Mister Skill from Wake Forest, is seven. Also, I'm pretty sure you don't, but you don't get PGA Tour U points for anything you do on the PGA Tour U. No, nope. on the PGA Tour, correct or do you? You didn't used to when they first when it first sure came out. I don't think you they do. Had to have changed. I saw that PGA Tour U was giving him credit on Twitter though. Like, yes, but do you? But not I get don't think points? he gets points. I know you that. get points for like summer tournaments. Yes, but I don't think you get points for PGA Tour tournaments. And I think the reason they did that is because like some guys will get in on sponsors exemptions or stuff, and like some guys can get in, some guys can't. So maybe it wouldn't be fair if everybody doesn't have the opportunity to get in those fields. I don't know exactly how yeah. that decision was made, but no, I don't think that he That's gets tough. I mean, that is tough. After man. shooting three straight rounds in the 60s at a PGA Tour event and you're still not in the top 5 of PGA Tour U. That that's tough, Although, man. Although, hey, we have seen, you know, like Quaid last year finish 6th in PGA Tour U and he's Monday qualified, earned his way into like two or three different events. I know yeah. that he's definitely Monday qualified for two events and got some sponsors exemptions into some other events. And so he's getting that experience that he would have had uh, even on a bigger level than the Corn Ferry Tour. But it's still nice to have that, you know, like we talked about with Gellerman, it's really nice to have that, you know, full schedule on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, if not only for anything other than experience. Yeah. I mean, we saw Max McGreevy, you know, it, he was on the Corn Ferry Tour after, you know, uh, getting a sponsor's exemption in uh, after not having corn fairy status back I've, I think four years ago. Yeah, he went over and, to China for a year well, or two. And, but he played 16 tournaments on the corn fairy tour while he didn't finish inside the top two or top 100. He still had to go to China and earn his way into a full status on the corn fairy tour. He still had basically a full season of corn fairy starts under his belt to get that experience. So that's a big deal for those guys. Yeah, and, and so I, I clicked on an article from uh, June 7th back uh, of this year. They made some modifications to the system, so now the players are rewarded for points they get at the Masters, U.S. Open, and Open Championship, along with um, the PJ Tour events. And it says even players who miss the cut at PJ Tour events will, could be re- rewarded a maximum of, of eight points. Okay. So he did get points. So he will get points then. Yeah, which, so, I, which says, I think is good. It Wait, says so, they will earn points based on their finish, as currently determined by uh, Wagger, the uh, World Amateur so Golf. Chikara might be in the top five right now if they haven't uh, already updated those points after this past weekend. True, because they don't 
They, I, don't, I don't think PGA Tour U updates on Mondays. I think PGA Tour U updates on Wednesdays yeah, because, because a lot of college tournaments are played Tuesday. on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Well, let's see here. So uh, I, last updated as of a long time ago, September 9th or 29th. So, yeah, he actually might move up. He, and which would've been, that would have been Wednesday of last week. Yeah, yeah. they updated on Wednesday. So, we'll have and, to look and he, and after a, Colonial. He's a whopping three points behind uh, Cole Hammer, who's in right. fifth. So, and, I mean, and honestly, yeah, he's going to get moved. I mean, the difference between fifth and sixth in October really doesn't matter. The difference between fifth and sixth in May matters. Although, but in October, it's like, you know. We kept saying that last year, but, you know, if you're a guy like uh, Garrett Reban, having that big lead headed right. into nationals and stuff like that, if you go into a little slump, you know, it really saved him. It helps. I mean, that's what golf is, right? It's all about playing right at the right times. Garrett Reban chose the exact wrong time to play bad golf. Yeah, but he still finished in the top five of PGA Tour. Yeah, because he was so good early on, and it's a it's a running point total. So, and, uh, and the first anyway. year of the system, you'll find flaws in it. And fix oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, we ready to draft Sam's? I'm ready. All right, we're drafting Sam's. we got to draw cards. Let me shuffle the cards up here. I tell you what, doing my research for the Sam draft, it was a little harder than I thought. It's just, it's not a good name. Well, it's, a, it's a horrible name. <laughs> we're, we're doing Sammy's and Samuels. Today. Yeah, because yes. his name is Samuel Holland Burns. I yeah. am the is, only, is I, honestly, Are I am you the only person. Yourself, Sam? I might pick you first pick. <laughs> I am the only person. Oh, I drew an ace. Sam, Sam, I've ever if you met. weren't on this show, I really would pick you. I oh, I got an ace too. Oh my Colby. gosh! How do we okay, do this? Well, I got, Taylor got a four, so Taylor's definitely last. Uh, I got a jack. All right, so it'll be I, me, Sam, and then Taylor. So, uh, by the way, I am the only person actually named Sam that I know. Everyone else is Samuel or Sam, Sammy or Samantha. Yeah. You know. So, so your bi- your biological name isn't Samuel. No, it's Sam. I know a That's Samuel. My my one of my wife's cousins has a kid named Samuel. I think that's the only other. Are you going to pick him? Sam I asked I my mom why she didn't name me Samuel, and she goes, "I wanted to call you what I named you." Well, there you go. <laughs> that is a smart. Good woman. answer. Simple enough. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're drafting Sam's. Boy, I've got two that could be number one pick. I think I'm just going to go for it. Sam Mays? I'm going to go with, I'm tired of these. You know what snakes on this? You know what plane? <laughs> just one of the greatest of all time, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson off the board with the number one pick. Hard to go wrong with that. All right, number one pick for me. I have a tough decision here. It's a tough decision for me because there's a guy I wanted to pick who I know won't still be available when he gets back to me. But I knew Samuel L. Jackson wouldn't be either, so just got to make a decision. Pull the trigger, Sam. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. He was on my list. He's a little further down, but he was on my list. All right, here we go. Give me the best general manager in all of sports, Sam Presti. <laughs> That's a good pick. Oh, Sam Presti. Okay, well done. Why, also, why am I not writing this down? What am I doing? Best general manager, worst team in the league. <laughs> For now. For now. For now. Hopefully. Uh, tank, I, I by mean, design. Tank, I hope so. I mean, last year they kind of screwed themselves out of the Because top they're three. developing fashion. They should. They should tank for Caleb Williams. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong sport. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you say? Oh, Presti. 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 So, who's your next pick? My Tyler? next one. Sam, you might not get it because you don't know the show. Kobe, you will love this pick. Don't you dare. Give me Sam Obisanya. Don't you dare take Sam Obisanya yes! from yeah! me. Who is that? I was saving Sam Obisanya because I, I didn't think y'all would take him. Who one of the is be- that? One of the best characters from Ted. Maybe the best. Ted, no, Ted not, Lasso. Not the, be- not the best. Ted Lasso, the TV show that's just gone crazy yeah. and blown up, won seven Emmys. Sam Obisanya is one of the greatest TV characters okay. ever. Sam Obasanya is so good. He's top three. Roy Kent's up there. And oh, I, my I like Coach Beard, too. I mean, that just absolutely destroyed my list because I thought for sure I was getting him coming back around. Sorry about you. I mean, that destroyed my list. God. All right, All right Sam. Pick, give me another one. Sam Snead. I can't believe oh, it lasted this long. I can't either. That was the one that I was holding out hope for. Boy, my roster is shot. See, I, I try to not pick golfers in this. I, it's only last resort. My roster is so shot, boys. 
Oh, the Sam Obasanya pick was brutal. I mean, I had him. I mean, it was cocked and in the chamber, ready to go. All right, I gotta go. I need two more Sams. Uh, you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with pandering to your audience from time to time. We're partners with Golf Oklahoma. We're in the state of Oklahoma. Give me Sammy B. Ah, Sam Bradford. That was going to be my last no, pick. That was a good one. Sam Bradford, Heisman Trophy winner. I still need one more coming around in the snake draft. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. How's about... Golly. There's not that many great Sams. I'm going to go... <sighs> Give me... I don't know. Give me Sam Elliott, the actor. <laughs> Give me Sam Elliott. I thought you were about to say Sam Ellinger. See, I have a bunch, and I have a bunch of out. good ones. No, Sam Ellinger would have instantly made you lose the Sam draft. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I mean, you would have. He was one of the top 10 or 11 quarterbacks in the Big 12 his entire college career, though, so that's that's impressive. All right, Sam, fire away. We're running out of Sams. I'm going myself. Oh, oh, Myself is what I'm <laughs> Power move. Power move. I have a bunch of good ones, draft. but I just put my name in there. All right. I got to figure it out. I didn't even know his name until I did a little research. But knowing who he played on a famous movie, and especially another famous movie in Ted, give me Sam Jones, the actor who played Flash Gordon. Oh, Sam Jones is good. Sam Jones is good. All right. I have a bunch of other good ones. Uh... I have I Sammy had, Davis Jr. and Sa- Sam, Samuel Adams Sa- were the two. Samuel Adams, Sam Cassell, Onion Dance. Yeah, Sam Cassell. Yeah, uh, man. I had Sam the Dog on there. Sam the Dog. Hayden's Dog. Remember? Oh, that's a good yeah, one. That that's is a good, good one. one. Uh, Samuel Ryder created the Ryder Cup. Oh, Samuel Ryder should have been on my list. Forgot about Samuel Ryder. Uh, you, don't, you don't think about first names I'm when you think of Ryder. I'm disappointed in myself. And I had uh, Sam Mays. There we go. <laughs> speaking of local audience. Speaking of the local audience. Speaking of the local audience. Great basketball player, by the way. Dislocated my kneecap once in a game of one-on-one. I still got to see that video. I want to see that. If it exists anywhere, if anybody has that video, I would love to see it. My kneecap's full on on the side of my knee on video. I used to have a, I used to have a screenshot of it. It's got to be on Twitter. Somewhere, you would think. You just like scroll back. Way to, back in the in the history of Twitter. Well, if you didn't tweet every five minutes, you might be able to scroll back to 2016 without it taking three years. That's a good point. But then how would I make all my funny jokes? Like uh, Jalen Warren took a picture with Barry Sanders, and I said, how nice of the greatest running back of all time to take a picture with an alum. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, OSU ranked 12. By the way, if y'all haven't noticed, we like football on the show, too. Yeah. I mean, we're in the state of Oklahoma, which... I mean, for those of you who aren't from the state of Oklahoma and are listening, kind of a big deal around here. By the way, speaking of football, yesterday, the GOAT, Tom Brady, oh, does it again. Does it again. By the way. Doesn't I'm, cover, though. It's So, it's a driving rain in the fourth quarter. His guy goes out from 48 yards. I think kickers, when they play on Tom Brady's team, I think it's in their contract that they're not allowed to miss in the fourth quarter. I, honestly, that's Has Tom Brady ever had a kicker miss a field goal in the fourth quarter? I don't know if it's ever happened. Hey, by the way, that wasn't a terrible kick by the Patriots kicker. I can't remember it his name. It was 56 yards in a driving rain. Like, the chances of him making that were pretty low, and he <laughs> it missed was, it by four inches. Like, even Brady said it. He was like, that was a great kick. Just didn't It was. Run. It was. Yeah, so, so who would have thought, I mean, obviously three years ago, but because didn't Brady break, uh, break Breeze's record last night. He yes. did. Yep. Most so, passing yards of all time. Who would have thought that when he got traded or to the page or when he went to the, the Buccaneers that he would have broken the record at in uh, Foxborough? In Foxborough. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. That's very cool. Take a suck of that, Chuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Greatest moment in Tom Brady's career has to be the hole out at the match. 
is the worst trash talk ever. I mean, he's won, he's won seven Super Bowls, but the hole out at the match <laughs> was I maybe the that. greatest moment Tom of Tom Brady, I don't understand how anyone can hate Tom Brady. Tom Brady is very Dude, likable. There is so many people who, I, I think it's if you're fans of They're other just haters. teams. That, that, they're all, oh, well, he has all the defense around him and the coach and all that. And I'm like, as soon as he went to the Buccaneers and won, doesn't that just disprove everything? Well, so we see this in every sport. There are a certain group of people who choose to hate whoever's winning all the time. Yeah. Because they get annoyed. It's like one person wins all the time. They get annoyed. It's like our guy Todd Lisenby on Twitter who wanted Chris DeMarco to win the 2005 <laughs> Masters. He just didn't like yeah, Tiger because he was winning on, all brother. the time. What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, Tom, I, I will say this. Pork was the very first American I ever heard. He said on radio one day that he was rooting for the Europeans. This was back in like 2014. This in the was Ryder my first Cup. year of the franchise. It was 2014. <laughs> and that is when I realized how distasteful it was. So that's what. <laughs> so we can honestly thank Pork a little bit for the heat that we brought you, Sam. I, yeah, I know. But, I mean, I, I understand maybe rooting for the Europeans. I don't understand rooting against Tiger. It makes no sense. No. Defies all logic. That's like rooting against Tom Brady. Unless you're Elon. That's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I found out real, real quick not to root against Tom Brady last year. The first time I ever did it. Yeah, I mean that just wouldn't be fun. Well, the second time I ever did it. Obviously, you know, in the Super Bowl when Nick Foles threw for like a billion yards on. Oh yeah, I was rooting very hard for Tom Brady that night. Were you really disliked the Eagles? <laughs> really disliked the Eagles. By the way, this is the first time we've been on since the Cowboys and Eagles teed it up. Oh, I mean, it, I told Weed you, boys. there was no chance. By the way, Dallas might actually be good. They're actually pretty good. Which and Zeke is, looks back. Which is kind of weird. And the defense looks legit. Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons are the one-two punch that Dallas has needed for decades. What tournament is this week? Colby, you were hating the Micah Parsons uh, It's the pick. Shriners. The men didn't happen. 15, oh, yeah, in Vegas. 15 of the top 30 players in the world there this week. Yeah. It's going to be a good, good tournament, good field. Yeah. So, we'll have a preview for that coming, uh, I believe, Wednesday. Don't think... I think tomorrow's out, but I think Wednesday morning we should be able to get together, yep. do a preview for the Shriners, which uh, Kevin Nott in the field, I'll never forget <laughs> two years ago when me and Randy Williams, Taylor's dad, both had money on Patrick Cantlay to win that week, and Kevin Nott broke every putting record known to man. I mean, he was rolling in 40-footers like they were tap-ins all day on Sunday and ended up beating Patrick Cantlay in like a five-hole playoff. You know what we We're, should do on Wednesday is do our awards for the year from the previous season give out, give out trophies yet. yeah just give out some trophies okay just random trophies yeah we gotta come up with some nonsense each each yeah. person comes up with five trophies well, best just, shot ooh, each, <laughs> each player comes oh i like that five, i like that five too. trophies we come up with and then we each do, should we tell each other before no. or on the show no. no let's just do it wednesday no and if someone says a trophy then we'll try to come up with one off the top of our head yeah perfect yeah yeah, great. Surprise award ceremony. Okay, so you're going to want to be here with us Wednesday. Basically, if, is what if we're anyone picks Player of the Year and doesn't pick John Rahm, I'm going to slap you. It was uh, kind of tough to do awards because you do the Ryder Cup, and then obviously we cover the Ryder Cup last week, you know, and recap it. Yeah, and then this week, you know, we cover this tournament. Okay, and, I'm but, looking forward to it now. But though. we need to do that. Okay, so Wednesday we'll do our award show, and then we'll we'll give our DraftKings and everything for the Shriners. It'll be fun. Yeah, and by the way, we're not doing one and dones. Uh, yeah. Right? That, that, uh, that starts at Kapalua. One and done starts at Kapalua. Yep. Okay. Um, because that would mess up our season. Also, and we're going to get you in the pool this year, Sam, so it's easier to Perfect. keep up. Also, by Wednesday, I will know if I'm having a baby boy or a baby girl. You know right now. I don't know right now because I can't read the email. You can't, too. <laughs> Hand me the damn phone and I'll read it for I you. I can't read the email. Hand me the phone, Colby. You got any names? Uh, it's going to be LJ. We do have some names picked out, but we're going to wait. We're going to wait and hold off on that. We're going to see what the gender is. We're going to figure it all out. Justin Blackman, pal. Justin Blackman, pal. By the way, this is just selfish. <laughs> Keeping the gender revealed yourself. This is selfish. Justin Blackman looking right Saturday night at Boone Pickens. 
he looks like he's been on a little extracurricular of all kinds. Hey. <laughs> Whittle, live your best life. That's what I say. I think live that's what he's doing. Your best life. That's all a hell right. of a pick from the Jaguars. Barry Sanders, pal. Uh, Barry Sanders, pal. Yes, hundred percent. Scott right. Burplank, pal. <laughs> tweet tweet the names Tweet the names If you've got names for me Let me know I'll try to talk the wife into it uh, Good stuff okay. fellas We're back okay, Wednesday so we, we need to know from our listeners We'll, we'll have the poll out for the, for the Sam draft And also the uh, arm lock thing But we also gotta know What do we do about Colby's baby If it's born on Masters weekend We have to know, have what, to know. what is an ethical And logical solution Okay so So we'll put the poll out on Twitter And we'll have three options One Lie about the birthday Two Induce a week early. What was the third option that we had earlier? Put the emphasis that Masters is more important than a birthday. <laughs> um, that's too long to put in the poll question, though. We got we to gotta shorten it down a little bit. Or but Teach or should, your child the, what is important. Or should we just put the third option of just throw a birthday party every week? No, that's not a third option. <laughs> that's not an option. That's, no, no. We'll Absolutely it out. not. We'll figure it we out. We can put D all the above. At the 73rd <laughs> hole on Twitter. At the yep. 73rd hole, name draft, uh, baby draft. Is that? Baby draft. <laughs> baby draft. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go to golfoklahoma.org. Show them some love and support as well. We're back Wednesday with more here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. <laughs>